Hello and welcome to the Flight of the Champions podcast. This is the show where listeners come to learn all about the art of one-locked racing. My name is Jeff Armand and I am your host. Hello again from Victoria Falls. This is Jeff Armand and welcome back to another podcast. Today I will be talking about the breeding dates that one must plan for our up-and-coming intake at the end of this year. It may sound a little bit early because we're just about to start a racing season, but uh, bear in mind that we do have a yearling program and the birds that we receive now are the birds that we are racing. And in a couple of more few months' time, we will start to receive new pigeons for the following year. So it's important for us to announce to you what dates our intake is starting and that you can mate up and breed in time for those. So the breeding dates for 2024 intake must coincide with the quarantine opening in Harare, Zimbabwe. That would be from the 1st of October 24 to the 31st of January 25. So obviously that is our intake dates. It would mean that you would have to send your pigeons to your agents prior to that, starting in September, and they would advertise that and let you know in due course. Obviously with the birds coming out of Europe, uh, we would try and coordinate that for the quarantine sites and we will announce that in due course. One of the requirements uh, we want to reiterate is that pigeons must not be previously raced. Now this is something that is extremely difficult for us to prove, but we are aware of it. Cases again this year that we know that the older pigeons have raced simply by their flights, and in fact some of them have got electronic rings on, and although we do stipulate that a person could be disqualified because of the fact that they've raced, people could easily argue that they were just using those as identification. So it's very difficult to monitor that and to control it. So we just appeal to everyone, please, for the sake of your own pigeons and for the sake of the race, don't send previously raced and trained pigeons. It's not fair on everybody else. The birds that we will receive this year from October to January will be any pigeon bearing 2024 rings or 2025 rings. Advice that we would want to give is that to look at the age of your birds. Please, the older pigeons are far more difficult to break in. And we would recommend that when you send your birds to your initial intake with the agents, they be between 45 and 60 days old. Any older than that will impact on the ability to settle. Now we have an extremely and very comprehensive breaking in strategy. We will be doing a video on that, going through all the processes of what we do after we receive the pigeons from our quarantine site. I don't believe there's anything more one can do to get the birds settled in and ready for going out and in the initial orientation of the pigeons. What we have done this year, and we had announced prior, is that we will start to monitor the age of the pigeons by looking at the malt. Now every pigeon that comes into us uh, when we put the electronic rings on, we look at the birds and we see which primary flight feather they're on and we record that. Now that information, I believe, will give us a lot of very useful information to pass back to fanciers. We already feel 
that the much older birds that we've noticed would be the ones that are most difficult to break in and the ones that you may not do as well, but we don't know that for sure. I think the older birds, the ones that do break in, could do well. But it's something we can't actually ascertain yet. And what I can say is that when we grade them, we give them a, a grading from 0 to 10. 0 being a bird that hasn't molted uh, any flight feathers. And we have quite a few of those. And I must tell you that quite a few of those died from viruses. They do not have any natural resistance when they come in and they're more susceptible to viruses. The older the bird is, the more likely it won't get a virus. So these are the sort of things you need to, to sort of toss up. Now we do have the mortality of the younger birds is high, uh, but they're far easier to settle. So these are things that one has to take into account. And as a general guideline, if a pigeon starts to change the color, the color around the neck, if that starts to show a bit of color, that bird has built up resistance, natural resistance, and uh, is much stronger and more able to resist any viruses. And it doesn't mean they won't get them. And of course, all the birds are vaccinated on a strict vaccination program. What we have found is that of the birds we have, the flights that have been graded and, and checked and recorded, we have 23% of all the birds we've received were up to three flights that they've grown. So it's uh, from zero to three flights, 23%. And those that have four, five, and six are 40% of the total number of, of pigeons. Those, in my mind, are the ideal group because they would have normally sent in initially being on your second flight perhaps when they are sent and by the time we get them there could be anywhere between the fourth, fifth and sixth flight and that's 40% of the total number of pigeons received are in that group and we have a staggering amount of 37% of all the pigeons that we've received at Victoria Falls have got seven or more flights and 8% of them were actually on 10 flights. So those are really old pigeons. So only time will tell as to what uh, this will translate to in terms of how many pigeons we can get through to the final. But I think people should bear in mind that the, the high risk uh, with the pigeons that are, that are older. To update the listeners on where we are at this moment in time, uh, most of the pigeons are in the loft. There's one or two uh, others that will be here shortly. And they're in various stages of the training and breaking in. Um, obviously, the first group's been out for a number of months, and others are sort of just arrived. So it's in different stages. And as mentioned previously, we have a net system over the loft, some of which can be open, others closed. And we have six independent sections that can be either open or closed. We're able to manage the pigeons in groups. The first lot obviously the ones that have been most exposed to things like hawks, and we do have a lot of raptors around. We can't keep the birds locked up all the time. And it's a very difficult um, thing to, to manage because if one keeps the birds locked up, they don't uh, orientate well, but if you let them out, the hawks chase them. And so everyone's holding their breath when you first let them out because that's the most vulnerable time. Pigeons are getting to know their surroundings and then a hawk comes along and chases them. And everyone knows that uh, young birds will panic 
they fly off in all different directions and they may not be caught by the hawks but they get lost in that process so it's something we try and avoid we try and manage it by letting them out certain times of the day which are, are less uh, they're less exposed to it or less likely to have uh, hawk attacks for instance some of the hawks uh, use thermals to gain altitude and they stoop from a height and the air has to be fairly warm for them to use those thermals otherwise they at the same height of the pigeons and they they, they can't really they're not that effective uh, when they're stooping so we need to avoid the heat and, and try and get the birds in early in the morning or we let them out late in the evening although hawks may be an issue it also prevents the birds from wandering too far because they know it's uh, it's time to roost we also our feeding program is to feed them late in the evening they know they need they're hungry they want to come in for, to food and they don't want to wander off too far so in the initial stages that's how we that's how we manage it. We keep the nets over the birds first thing in the morning at this stage because the hawk population is fairly high. So they go out onto the sand. They spend most of up until 8 o'clock in the morning. They're out. We blow them into a trapping mix just to get them used to coming in when they're called. They don't get a lot of food in the initial stages uh, in the morning. And their main meal is in the evening. So they come into food from being under the nets and then the rest of the day they spend out of the loft under the nets on the landing boards going in and out as they wish just prior to evening feed the the pigeons will be let out fly around and uh, that normally happens about 5 p.m and at 5:45 we feed them in to food and that's their main meal for the day so that they get uh, they must come in to eat and we we finding they respond extremely well to that situation a lot of the uh, pigeons obviously with them being very advanced in the mouth they're very strong on the wing so i'll just reiterate the age of the bird coming to us is extremely important um, if one wants to settle them in then um, i think you need to bear this in mind i think that's uh, everything in a nutshell for now and thank you for listening and invite you to join us again at the, the next time we have a, a podcast thank you Bye for now. Please visit our website at www.victoriafallswcpr.com to learn more about how to enter the Victoria Falls World Challenge Pigeon Race. And remember to follow our social channels to stay up to date on this exciting World Pass event. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Victoria Falls WCPR. Thank you for listening and bye for now.